Thanksgiving Day, guys. This is probably my favorite NFL slate of the year. Only three games, but it's always a fun one. Uh, if you guys are new, welcome. My name is DK, and we'll be talking about the Thanksgiving NFL DFS slate. I also make videos for NBA Daily Fantasy Sports as well as Prize Picks. Prize Picks, they are the sponsor of the video. If you're not familiar with Prize Picks, they are a player prop site. Um, they also have a nice little promotion here. Uh, Justin Jefferson, you're getting him 99% off. Uh, all you need is for him to go over 0.5 receiving yards, and that does hit. But how it works is you pick two, three, four, up to five player, or up to six player props now, I should say, up to six player props, and you can win up to 25x your money. Um, so it used to be five and, and 10x your money, but now you can win. Uh, if you hit all six, you can win up to 25x your money. Uh, all the sports are listed up top. A lot of different sports. They have World Cup. Um, they have college sports, NFL, eSports. So um, you can mix and match as well. So you can have a couple from NFL, a couple from NBA. You can throw some World Cup in there if you want to. Uh, but yeah, guys, a lot of fun. If you guys want to give it a try, make sure to use the code DKDFS. That'll give you 100% match up to $100. So basically, you deposit using my code. That's a free $100 to play with on the site um so yeah, give it a try if you're a first time user and if you guys are looking for premium content you can check on my patreon i offer a lot of different packages i do offer a price picks package as well as a uh, multiple dfs packages okay so uh before we get into the team-by-team uh, -team breakdown let's uh take a look at the vegas odds for these games so first game up is buffalo versus my detroit lions who are on a three-game winning streak i'm not buying into that yet i am not not you know buying into the Lions hype, but the Lions have looked better of late. And this is by far, if you look at the Vegas total, the most attractive game to target. It's a 54 over under. The Eagles are nine point favorites. We have the Giants and Cowboys of 44 and a half over under. The Cowboys are nine point favorites. And Patriots, Vikings, 42 over under. The Vikings are three point favorites. We'll go team by team, guys. Um, talk about the players I like. Talk about players I think are viable in cash games and tournaments. Um, and yeah, let's just get right into it. So First game, as I said, Buffalo-Detroit is going to be the most popular game, most likely. Um, quarterback, Josh Allen, probably going to be your cash game quarterback uh, just because his very high floor, high ceiling. You know, last game, don't put too much weight into that. He has been dealing with a bit of, you know, that elbow injury, which does worry me a little bit. But, um, yeah, Josh Allen, I think, is probably your cash game play. A guy that is a very high ceiling playing in the dome against this Lions defense. He's going to be popular, but for good reason. He looks good in both formats. Now, running back, a guy that I've been high on all year and usually doesn't pick up too much ownership is Devin Singletary. And even with the, even with the addition of Naheem Hines, really hasn't affected his workload too much. He's still in that, you know, 70, 75% of the snap range. Uh, he went for 18 carries and two catches and two targets last week. Um, I think he's a solid option in the mid-range. He is a bit involved in the past game. He's, you know, part of this Bills offense, which is very... Uh, valuable, obviously. So I do like Devin Singletary. I will mention James Cook did see 11 carries last week, and he looked good with those carries. So if you wanted a complete dart throw in tournaments, you could look to James Cook, who is actually ahead of Naheem, Naheem Hines uh, on the depth chart right now as far as, you know, just getting snaps offensively. And he minds mainly playing more on special teams. Um, and if this game does get out of hand late, like maybe in the fourth quarter, you could see Buffalo really ground and pound James Cook. So it's a tournament play. I think he's viable. And then, yeah, Hines, again, really not involved at all offensively, which I thought was surprising. Other than them trading for Hines, you would think like, oh, they're going to utilize him a lot in the passing game. Nah, just hasn't been the case. Wide receivers, so Buffalo wide receivers, very easy to talk about. Stephon Diggs is going to be very popular, but great play in both formats. Um, again, kind of had an off game last game. Doesn't worry me too much. The, the floor is pretty high with him. Buffalo's a pass first team. The ceiling's obviously massive in a game environment like this. So Stephon Diggs, 
really like him in both formats. Again, he's going to be popular, but I think it's for good reason. And Gabe Davis, for some reason, the price point went down $1,000. He's been in that like mid-6K range. Now he's only 5.3K. Um, last four games, 7, 5, 10, 7 targets. He's basically playing the entire game. Um, I think he's also going to be extremely popular play, but again, for good reason. And then if you want the slot receiver, it's going to be Isaiah McKenzie. His snaps can kind of fluctuate. More often than that, he's probably playing around 50% of the snaps. Um, didn't do anything last week, but I think it's a fine salary relief play. Wide receiver four, um, probably going to be uh, Shakir, but again, more of just a dart throw. At tight end, so Dawson Knox finally had like a really, I guess his, that's his best game so far. Yeah, best game so far, seven catches on seven targets. More often than not, you're probably getting around two to four catches on like five, six targets from Dawson Knox. But uh, yeah, I think he's a decent punt play at the tight end position. Again, you do have Josh Allen as his quarterback. And again, I mentioned like playing in the dome, this is by far the best game environment of the three. I know Dallas would play in the dome, but not uh, as high of a total, about 10 points lower. So um, no surprise, I'm very high on basically everyone in Buffalo. And I think most of the field is too. But uh, yeah, Buffalo Bills, Look great. Definitely going to be my favorite team to target on this slate. Let's move on to the Lions. 5.2K Jared Goff. Nothing more than just a contrarian dart throw in tournaments. Um, you know, like I said, it's a high total game. Uh, so you want to look to Jared Goff at very low ownership, you can. Uh, but again, just a tournament play, really, for me. At running back, so I'm kind of off Jamal Williams. I know three touchdowns, I know. But Lions have been utilizing three backs. Maybe Swift plays a little bit more. The, the Swift workload has been frustrating. Um, I mean, Jamal Williams is more of the early down bruiser. So he's going to be the guy that if you think the Lions are playing from ahead in this game, then you want to look to him. With them being nine-point underdogs, I think he gets phased out a little bit. I think maybe the more unexperienced players kind of chase, look at the game logs and see, oh, 20-plus fantasy points in two last four games. Let me play Jamal Williams. I'm a little bit more hesitant here. I don't, I think the Lions are going to be playing from behind. I don't think Jamal Williams is going to, you know, average three touchdowns a game. So uh, I'm more on the Jamal Williams fade route against Swift. Workload just really hasn't been there. It's been frustrating. It's hard to get to him. You even seen a few snaps for a guy like Justin Jackson. He had nine carries last week. It's just, a, it's right now it's a three-headed monster and it's, it's hard to feel good about anyone with this game environment. Now, if the Lions are big favorites, then out of more interest in Jamal Williams, but Hard for me to prioritize him. Wide receivers, so this is a bit tilting. DJ Chark, first game back, only played 11 snaps. It's like, why are you going to activate him if you're just not going to play the man? Um, but you saw Amon Ross, St. Brown, and Cleve Raymond basically play the entire game. I do like St. Brown a good amount. He's their go-to guy. He's averaging close to double-digit targets a game. Um, I think he looks like a really, really good play in the mid-range. Um, Reynolds, he's been out the last couple games. He was a non-participant. Don't expect him to play. If they're going to continue to limit DJ Chark, then Cleef Raymond 4-1 will be the other wide receiver. He had seven targets last week. I think he's fine. I don't think we'll get clarity on this, but like if you think Chark plays a lot more, you can look to him at 3.8K. Again, he played 11 snaps. That was frustrating. Nothing else I can really get to, though, with Lions wide receivers. At the tight end position, they're not really utilizing these guys. If I had to pick one, I guess it would be Brock Wright, who's averaging like a little over a target a game, but yeah, it's, it's pretty gross there. All right, so let's move on to the Giants and the Cowboys. Daniel Jones, 5'5". I actually don't mind him as a cheap quarterback play. I would say he's probably my favorite cheap quarterback play. Um, I know the Dallas defense has been solid, but playing in indoors, um, he does have some rushing upside. 107, 
20, 24, and 50 yards in the ground in the last four games. I don't mind him as a cheap quarterback play. Running back Saquon Barkley was awful as chalk last late in a great matchup. was very, very surprising. Now he gets a little bit of a tougher spot here against uh, the Cowboys. They haven't been as good against the uh, rush, uh, better against uh, the pass. But still, um, Saquon, it'll be interesting to see what the ownership is on him because I feel like it's not going to be that popular with the Buffalo Bills on the slate um, and with the fact that he was very bad last game. But I don't mind him as a contrarian play because he's going to get a majority of the work. You know, it's tilting you played him last week. Pat Breida vultured a touchdown. But, you know, most of the time you're getting a hefty workload for Saquon Barkley, and he is involved in the passing game as well. So I kind of like him as a bounce-back candidate here. Wide receiver position, I have Wandell on my fantasy team. Looks like he's going to be out for the season. I had him and both, I had both him and Sterling Shepard both out for the year. Super frustrating. Um, Richie James operated out of the slot when Wandell went down, but he's also injured, so... Maybe Kenny Galladay finally has a good game, but Darius Slayton is really the wide receiver I feel best about. Um, he had 10 targets last week. He's $5,000, which is not super cheap, but double digit fantasy points in the last four games. Yeah, he's really the guy I like the best. Kenny Galladay, um, snaps haven't been great on him, but you would think that goes up a little bit. Fine as a dart throw at 370, and he's been really, really bad. If Richie James plays, I like him because he'll be playing out of the slot. If he misses, I really don't know what they're going to do with that slot wide receiver. They can move some stuff around. Maybe they activate David Sills, utilize him in the slot. If Hodge, like, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do here. So, yeah, if Richie James plays, I do like him for value. If he misses, not sure who that wide receiver three will be for the Giants. All right, moving on to Dallas. So, Dak Prescott, 6'2". Um, solid option in the mid-range. Uh, kind of just, like, indifferent on him. Not like I don't love Dak, but I don't hate him. There, you know, not not a bad spot for him. So he's fine. Running back position. So Zeke Elliott was limited in his first game back. Both running back smash, especially Pollard. Uh, maybe the Cowboys can see when you give him full workload, he's clearly the better running back. Um, it's been the case for the last like two, three years, but um, I do I mean it's a short week, so we'll keep an eye on news. If we get news that Zeke is once again gonna be limited, then I do like Pollard. Um, if we get news that Zeke's back to normal workload, then I'd say both running backs are tournament only plays. Both absolutely smashed, but we can't expect those two running backs to go for like five touchdowns or whatever. I think what Pollard had two touchdowns, right? Um, and Zeke had two or three touchdowns. Like they scored all the touchdowns. Uh, yeah, they, they had four touchdowns combined. We can't expect that again. Um, so if, if Zeke's healthy and back to normal workload, both the tournament plays. If Zeke's once again limited, then I do like Pollard. Wide receiver, so CeeDee Lamb was disappointing as chalk, but that game just got way out of hand. Dallas didn't really need to throw the ball. So another guy I do like as a bounce-back candidate here. Um, it's been their clear go-to guy wide receiver. So do like CeeDee at 7-1. The other wide receivers are kind of just there. Michael Gallup, Noah Brown. They're still getting a, a good amount of snaps, but ceiling really hasn't been there for them. Um, so they're both just like secondary filler options for me. If you needed like someone really cheap, they're fine. They're fine. Again, I'm not... I'm not going to prioritize. I'm not going to go like build my lineup and say, oh, I need to start it with Michael Gallup. No. As the last piece in, tight end. I do like Dalton Schultz. Um, you know, again, Dallas didn't really have to throw the ball a ton, so I don't put too much emphasis into last game because literally the running backs did everything. But uh, with Dak back, Dalton Schultz has been much more productive. 3.8K. I do like him on the cheap end. Probably one of my favorite cheap tight ends on this three game slate. And finally, New England and Minnesota. So Mac Jones, 5-1. Um, eh, eh. 
probably prefer other cheap quarterbacks. Running back, I do kind of like Stevenson. You know, he's still splitting snaps with Damian Harris, but he's very clearly their pass catcher. If you look at the targets the last four games, eight, seven, seven, six targets. A couple of these games have been with Damian Harris playing. So I do like him in the mid-range. Damian Harris more of just a tournament-only play because he's not as involved in the pass game, not getting as many carries. So he's relatively touchdown dependent at this price point. So do like Stevenson, prefer him to Damian Harris. Wide receiver, Jacoby Myers, I like. Um, and a game New England should be playing from behind. Uh, they are, what, three-point dogs. I actually thought they would be, I thought Minnesota would be favored by more, but maybe because Minnesota lost by like 50 last week, that that's why. But yeah, Myers playing close to 100% snaps. He's the guy that just has, has had the highest floor, highest ceiling. So I do like him at this price point. The other wide receivers, you saw Thornton snaps go way down. Um, so that was disappointing for the rookie wide receiver. Devontae Parker uh, was limited in his first game back. He had two catches on two targets. He's playable. Nelson Aguilar did see a lot of snaps, or like 37 of the 63 snaps, but eh, these other wide receivers, they're really just dart throws. It's Myers, the guy that I feel the best about. Everyone, Anyone else, if you target them, it's kind of like fingers crossed. Hopefully they can don't kill you. Tight end. I mean, Hunter Henry. And he's cheap. He's been their better pass catcher of the two tight ends. But, I mean, Smith has been a bit involved of late as well. I don't love either Patriots tight end, but they're not, they're not out of play. They're, they're cheap. They're fine. Right? I'm, just, I'm not going to prioritize either of them. And finally, the Vikings. So I do think the Vikings bounce back here. Not a great matchup against the Patriots, but um, Kirk Cousins, 5-6. You know, he's been up and down. But the positive with the Vikings is that they do have a condensed target share. If you get a game where Kirk Cousins throws two, three touchdowns, like kind of know where the ball is going. So I do have some interest in him at five sets. More of a tournament-only play, though. Running back, I do like Dalvin Cook in both formats. He's been playing a healthy amount of snaps. Obviously, last week, don't put too much emphasis into it. They got killed. But I expect him to be in that 75% of the snap range. He is involved in the passing game. I think he's a good play in both formats. Madison, just the backup. Um, again, his touches have been down. So don't really think we have to get to him. Wide receiver, Justin Jefferson, like him a lot for tournaments. You know, he's up and down, but the ceiling is massive with him. Only 8.2K. You know, I think I think Diggs will be much more popular, but I think Jefferson is a solid pivot off of Diggs. Um, you know, probably not as high floor, but that ceiling is just, you know, as high. Maybe even, I think you'd argue higher than Stephon Diggs. It's close. I mean, those two are obviously two of the better wide receivers. In the league, so, you like the ceiling a lot on Justin Jefferson. I like this price point a good amount on Adam Thielen, too. And last week, don't put too much emphasis into it. Normally, he's averaging, you know, seven, eight targets a game, only 4.9K. He's playing a majority of the game. The Vikings just play their skill position players like the entire game. So I do like Thielen on the cheap end. KJ Osborne will work out of the slot. I mean, he's going to probably average around four or five targets. As a cheap wide receiver, I think he's not a bad play. So, you know, actually a good amount to like here for me on the Minnesota side. And at tight end, I do like Hawkinson as well. He's been very, very involved. Uh, first couple games with Minnesota, 10, 9 targets. Um, yeah, I think he's a good play at the tight end position. Again, Minnesota, like, if they score, like, again, Dalvin Cook playing majority of the game, wide receiver, it's Jefferson to Sealand, tight end, it's Hawkinson, right? It's not like they rotate guys like some team. So um, that's, that's the positive here with Minnesota is condensed target share. As far as defense go, we'll quickly talk about it. We, like, you guys know my thoughts on defense. You've been watching my content for a while. It's just a, it's yeah, 
it's su such a high variance position. I hate that's included on DraftKings. Um, I usually try to go to a low owned defense. I mean, it's going to be tough to prioritize the Lions defense going up against the Bills, but anything's possible. Any defense can get a pick six. I mean, Vikings probably going to be a good option there. In the Cowboys, if you have the salary, like Cowboys or Vikings, probably your best bets for defenses, but they're expensive. If you wanted like cheap defense, maybe the Patriots, but I don't feel great about that. So ugh, I hate talking. It makes me want to throw up. I hate talking about defense. Uh, but yeah, guys, so that's going to wrap it up the video. Again, if you have been enjoying the NFL content, make sure to like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell. I really do appreciate the support, guys, and I'll see you in the next video.